listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler in for this Saturday. Coming up, the Roosters keep their season alive while the Premiership drought continues for Parramatta as their season officially ends. And Anthony Seabold, a very unhappy camper after a controversial moment in Manly's loss to the Warriors. That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Saturday edition of Footy Talk on Listener. My name's Tony Squires. I'm with Ryan Girdler-Gertz. How are you? I'm good, Tony. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. All the better for hearing your voice. I know you're in Brisbane. And the the Matildas play up here tonight at Suncorp. Correct. Five o'clock. So we need to wrap this up because parking's starting to become a bit of an issue and it's really only early in the morning, so. Well, exactly. So you've got, and you've got your van, which has been parked somewhere in the street Mm. for you to sleep in. So it it could be towed. It could be, yeah. (laughs) I've had a few tickets, to be honest, Tone, over the last couple of months. Well, because, you know, I always, I always park in the Lang Park event parking space, which has become like about a two kilometre radius around Suncorp Stadium. And Mm. now with the bloody soccer on, there's an event on every second or every week. Yeah. And so my poor old van has to sit out there and cop $115 fine most weeks. So are I should be just paying for a hotel, really. You should, are, are all the tickets still just like sitting under the windscreen wiper? Like in, in the mass of them, 10 or 15 No, them? generally I get them and put them under someone else's windscreen wiper and hope that they don't check the number plate <laughs> before they pay kids. it. Listen to Uncle Ryan. He knows yeah, how to do the business. Yeah. That, of course, you send them straight back to Triple M to pay him, which is fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that goes down abs- well. Yeah. Talk about the Matildas. I mean, that, that's 6 o'clock, I think it is tonight, that uh, playoff for third, which on the surface mm. you feel like, why do you want to go out after, you know, yeah. the disappointment of that I won't game. be watching it. You won't be? No. no I'm not I mean, interested in who comes third. Well, I, Are come you? on. That, well, yeah, I am because they what they yeah. came fourth at the uh, the Olympics. Mm. So this will be the highest any Australian man or woman side has come in a World mm. Cup. I mean, you've got to yeah. give them something. That would be great. Oh, it's been a fan. Do, oh, do, I've loved the ride, Tone. Take nothing away from what they've achieved, but I just don't okay. care whether they come fourth or third. And the tit- Titans are playing the Panthers, so I'll be watching that. I'll, I'll look at and then the so Dragons go on to the Storm, Tone. You wouldn't miss that game. No, no, no. I don't think anybody... I think that's what... No, there have been massive ratings so far for the Matildas, but my understanding mm. is this afternoon, as soon as the Dragons kick off, then across the country, mm. television sets will change. Oh, yeah. It'll, I mean, I go, absolutely. You hear, <laughs> it's happening already. Yeah, getting, yours will change ready. for 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> that's right. And then it's like, oh, no, this, this is crap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will talk some rugby league. All right, let's have a little look at what happened last night, Ryan. Uh, the Warriors... Uh, over there, 29-22 over the Seagulls. This is a good game of footy. Yeah. It was intense, obviously. It was, you, you, you know, classic semifinals come early. Yeah, they brought a great attitude into the contest, didn't they? And it's not an easy place to go and play, and they've had a lot of success there this year, the Warriors. And, yeah, Manly with their season on the line, um, threw it all out there, I thought. And, um, look, I just... Been a little bit disappointing month tone, I think, for the Warriors after what's been an outstanding season, especially early on in the middle parts through Origin. And I know that they've won six in a row, so it kind of sounds a little counterintuitive, but mm. uh, they've just dropped certain parts of the game where I thought that um, at some some point, if you want to be a title contender going into the finals, you just need to have all of those areas, your game intact. And defensively on the edges, the Warriors, especially on that left side, um, Rocco Berry, 
I think it's um, – no, it's actually Pompey, Montoya and Metcalf. They allowed three pretty simple tries uh, last night to Jason Saar. But if I'm, you know, coaching an opposition side going into the finals, um, I know where I'm going to be directing my attack. So there's some things that they just need to get in order before they hit the finals in saying that. You know, you need to be able to win different ways and they end up finding a way to win and it was a really good contest. And I think for the Warriors fans, they know they can be a lot better, but yeah, gee, they're going to have to be if they're going to compete in the finals. First time, if they if they indeed go on to be in the top four, which looks likely now, that'll be the first time they've been in the top four, I think, since 2007, uh, yep. which is a great performance. And when, if they're in the top four and if they get one of those top two mm. positions, obviously they're gonna, not going to bother to you know, until the grand final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, look, absolutely. And, and are they happy with top four, Tony, or do they really want to go on and make a mark in the premiership? And I think that's what they need to ask themselves. Are they sort of in the process now of patting themselves on the back? We're having a great year. Everything's going well. It's all going to happen for us, because yep. if they've got that mindset, they're going to get left behind. There was a, a key point, wasn't there, that non-penalty uh, with the tackle on Ruben Garrick, uh, Charles Nickel Klugstar, he went yeah. through. Well, what, what did you make of that? Because to me, that the whole idea uh, that, you know, the, the rule is that, if, of course, if it bounces, you're allowed to, you know, contest and tackle in the air. But you're still not allowed yeah. to tackle dangerously or put somebody in a dangerous position, <laughs> no matter what's happening, I would have thought. Yeah, I don't know, Tony. It, it was a tough one. By the letter of the law, they got that right last night. I actually expected a penalty because sometimes, you know, like we've seen penalties over the course of this year where they've just, the referees come over to the player and said, oh, there was just too much force in that con, you know, and it's like, well, where, when has that been outlawed? You know, so I thought they would have generated some sort of, um, some sort of way to, to penalise How was it right within the letter of the law? He's well, put him in a well, dangerous position. He's flipped him. If you well, do that, he, he, any other tackle on the on the ground, any other minute, you 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 know flip somebody over so they land and they're in a dangerous position. That's a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess you, that's that's right, Tone. You know, he was put in a dangerous position. There was no control, but um, you know, to the letter of the law, the ball had bounced, and yep. then the collision then in the air becomes um, not an issue from a referee perspective. Um, but it was a unique situation, and I guess some of those situa- some of those incidents that happen uh, that haven't really been looked at because you don't see that every day. Yeah. Um, they need to be um, proactive on the spot and come up with the right call. And I kind of think they did on the night, to be honest. Yeah, yeah well, certainly Anthony Seabolt wasn't happy with that because it would have put Manly in front uh, at that point of the game. As I said, mm. the Warriors did come through. And then with the field goal as well, 29-22. What does it mean for Manly? I mean, they've had a lot of injuries this season, haven't they? I mean, Anthony Seabolt's yeah. first season there. How do, you, uh, how do you rate that? Well, there's a lot of teams out there, Tone, that have had, a, had to overcome a fair few injuries. And I know, you know, Tommy's a special player and we all know what he means to Manly, but... Um, yeah, well, I think it's been a, a pretty average season by by the standards that Manly would like to set themselves. I know it's been there's been a new coach come in, um, but they've got a pretty core senior group there now that been playing uh, you know a lot of footy together. And I just think consistency's been the problem, and that's something they they definitely need to work on. Uh, in relation to Anthony Seabold, you need to look at retention and recruitment. I think some of the um, some of the calls that he's made this year, you know, spending eight hundred thousand dollars essentially on. Um, on young Schuster, yeah, uh, we saw last night he had absolutely no impact on that well, game. He came off. They started with Jacob Arthur, yeah, that's right. He played twenty minutes and then he came off. And look, I know that you know they need to condition him for the back row if that's where he's going to play next year. 
But, gee, I tell you what, I think at some point they're going to regret that decision just to spend that much money on a guy like that. And then also um, bringing in Luke Brooks, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. He's had, um, you know, some nice moments this year for um, the Tigers. But, again, another player that's really struggled, you know, over his career to consistently perform at a certain level every week. So I think in his first year, you know, he, he probably... I'm sure he would have liked to have had some better results, but I think, you know, next year he'll be really judged on, um, you know, the outcome of their season. Okay, question with that note, as you're talking about recruitment, retention, Payne Haas' decision, mm. he will stay with the Broncos. Uh, that's great for that team. Some of the numbers being bandied about for what he had been offered. Now, there was obviously, we haven't got the club mentioned, but it's an overseas uh, offer of $2 million a oh, season. Really? Yeah. Oh, for what, rugby overseas? Well, I don't even know it was rugby, but this is the story. It, was an, it probably would, it would have been rugby imagined, but okay. two million bucks a year, uh, which he did turn down. Still great money, obviously, at uh, the Broncos. Yeah. And as he said, absolute window wide open for premiership. Yeah, he can go and chase that at some point. I think it's great for the game that he, that he stays. It's great for the code that he stays within the game. And I think it's a great decision from him and his management um, to have three more years in Brisbane. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a great deal. They're in their window. Uh, they're going to have some salary cap issues um, in the next couple of years uh, with guys like Mam coming off and Reese Walsh. So all that's going to have to be dealt with internally. Uh, but the opportunity is there for him now to win a premiership. And if he wants to chase the bucks at the end of his career when he's 27, 28, coming off contract, well, that money will still be around for him. So, you know, he can get some more origin under his belt. He can be an absolute Broncos legend, potentially win a title, and then he can tick all those boxes. And if he wants to, you know, go somewhere else, well, good luck to him. Just a, a warning from a, a listener, Ryan. Somebody's walking towards your car, uh, somebody who does bookings. So just be careful. I don't know if you've got a chance for somebody to go out and move your car because it's um, parked illegally. <laughs> <laughs> The Roosters and the Eels, 34-12, the Roosters. They do keep their uh, slim hopes alive. I don't think you can give me in, in 50 words or less exactly uh, how they're slow. Yeah, it's complicated, hopes. isn't it? Yeah, it is complicated. It's really difficult this time of year, Tony, when, especially when you've got this log jam between yep. sort of 6th and 12th. Yeah. Um, and e every sort of team going into the final couple of rounds in some way, shape or form can have an impact on how the finals look. But, yeah, the Roosters gave themselves a chance last night to remain in the conversation. Now, it's obviously going to come down to how South Sydney go against Newcastle. They've got the bye next week. So they're going to be, you know, two to four points above uh, the Roosters. So the Roosters are going to need to, without it goes without saying, win their remaining two games. And if they do so, I think one of those will be against South Sydney in round um, 27. Whether that's enough to jump South Sydney on for and against, I'm not too sure how that looks. Yeah. Or what that means for Newcastle. If South Sydney win today, maybe the Roosters have an opportunity to jump them. The Cowboys, for mine, played like a team the other night, Tone, that looked like they're done for the year. Yeah, wow. Well, I think at, at this time of year, you can see some teams really feel like they can contribute in the finals. There's sides that believe that they can go on and make a, a real impression. And there's some teams that you kind of feel like if they, if they get in there, um, they feel like they might be making up the numbers. Um, and they started with a certain intensity the other night, the Cowboys, but when the Sharks really stuck it to them through, you know, the return of Hamming Ueli and, and Rudolph, who I think have just made an enormous dis difference to what the Sharks are doing, and, and young Trindle on, on the edge and Tracy at the back, it just showed me that maybe the Cowboys just aren't where they need to be to play finals this year. So, um, yeah, I would say the Roosters might be able to sneak in there. It'll be out of probably them or, or Newcastle, I would say, for that eighth spot. 
One team that obviously won't be uh, there is the Eels. Started even poorly for them with... Uh, uh, Campbell Gillard deciding to make a captain's challenge after <laughs> facing the sideline to play the ball and yeah. getting penalised. And so they were kind of... Uh, they were there. Obviously, they, again, they've suffered a lot of injuries, but for the team that was in a grand final last year, it's been nothing but a disappointing season. Mitchell Moses obviously had to watch that game from the sideline. So there's all those, all those factors contribute. Well, it just goes to show you speak to anyone that's won a premiership and they tell you that everything just needs to align for the whole yep. season. And you can think about the way that you started for them. Um, you know, they had a guy sit out for four games, Ryan Madison, because of the fine. And then you've had the the situation, obviously, with the injuries you've spoken, you've spoken about. Um, and then also, yeah, with what's happened recently with Dylan Brown in a, you know, really key um, part of the season. So hasn't been uh, the Eels' season and they need to dust themselves off because they'd certainly have a talented roster um, and get ready for next year. James Tedesco, uh, now under the uh, 11 days of the mandatory stand-down policy after a uh, grade two, I think it was, concussion protocol, uh, he won't be playing next weekend. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you make? They've got upgraded, Michael... Tony, I think, to a yeah. one. One, sorry, so that exactly. Means that's the eleven-day stand-down yeah. policy. Then, yes, um, correct. That's triggered. Correct. Yep. What do you think? I mean, Mike Asivo, who's just come back from suspension. What did you make of that tackle? Trent Robinson said he didn't <sighs> think Micah had much else he could do, but I don't know. That kind of arm was vertical rather than horizontal, swinging down to clock him on the head. Yeah. Look, I yeah, I don't think there's a lot you can do. He was almost at knee level then, yeah. James Tedesco. By the time there was any sort of contact made, so. I don't think there'll be a lot in that. It certainly wasn't intentional, not that that makes a big difference these days. But, um, yeah, unfortunately for the Roosters, James won't be playing. But fortunately for the Roosters, they're playing the Tigers, who are very beatable without James uh, in the form that they're in. And they've got a guy like uh, Joseph Manu that does a decent oh. job at fullback. How good was that um, setup of that try? He, yeah, was, just he incredible was athlete. Brilliant. Yeah, love brilliant. watching him play at fullback. So, look, um, it'll be hard for Teddy to sit out while his his teams, his beloved Roosters, have their season on the line. But um, I'm, I'm sure they've got the Arsenal to get the job done against the Tigers next week, and then Teddy will be back for that blockbuster in round 27 against South Sydney. Yeah. I mean, what a way to what a way to end the season potentially with those two sides going at it for a finals berth. Massive. I was happy to see uh, um, Joseph Swali'i have a good game, scored a double. But he has been, a lot of been talk about him you know, not living up to the hype. Ever since he signed with uh, rugby, there's been kind of knives out for him. Uh, he was strong. He was physical. He had a terrific game. Yeah, it was, um, he just sort of dropped away in the middle of the season. It, it kind of like the Roosters did. You know, they all yeah. just fell away there for a while. But, yeah, he um, he's just such a gifted athlete. And now that he's getting, you know, out of the backfield and that's giving all the momentum to guys like Lindsay Collins, who is just playing oh, yeah. out of his absolute skin at the moment. He's yeah. doing some things, Tony. I remember, you know, we get Victor in on the show um, fairly often. I remember talking to him before Origin about Lindsay and I said, well, I find it really hard to believe that Billy's left guys – um, out of the side with that experience, like sort of basically Papa Lee and Welsh. And he said, mate, Lindsay's your guy. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, all those little things that you need at Origin, you know, pressuring kickers, just pushing back, always going maybe because you're needed, not because you actually are needed, is all part of Lindsay's game. And I went, oh, okay, I haven't seen that yet, but not that I've been looking for it. Ever since that, I yeah. started looking for it in his game, and that's exactly what he does. He just does all the small things so well. And, what and a motor, form... too. Pardon? 
and what a motor. He, yeah, he, he just, just doesn't going. stop. He does yeah. not stop. So his form on the back of the guys that you just mentioned in Suali'i and Manu starting to come back into, um, you know, really nice touch. Uh, just says that the Roosters are, are pushing for that final spot and if they get in there, well, they'll have earned it. Indeed they will. You listen to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. Welcome back to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdley with you. All right, girls, let's turn our attention mm. to uh, the footy on today. West Tigers, first up, another uh, huge week for them. Lots going on. Tim Sheen's announcing that this will be uh, the end of his coaching as head coach and Benji Marshall will step into the bridge a year earlier. He's kind of been doing the job, but he has uh, spoken. We heard from Benji for the first time for ages, which yeah. was kind of refreshing. What will that mean today for this game against the Dolphins? Well, it's a great opportunity for the Tigers today, isn't it? You know, playing at home, pretty much a full roster, only Dewey out, coming up against a really busted and, and look like a tired uh, Dolphins outfit, missing guys like Kenny Bromwich and Lemuelli and Marshall King, Stone, Tabuai Fado, Gilbert. I mean, they're really sure. running on empty at the moment. So yep. uh, when you take that into consideration, you'd have to lean towards the Tigers today to get their fourth win tone. All right, then uh, we head to Seabus Super Stadium, 5.30 game. It's the Panthers who just keep uh, rolling along up against the Gold Coast. Yeah, it took the whole squad of 30 up to the Gold Coast for a few days just to freshen up before the final. So uh, they're not a team, though, that you need to worry about not having their mind on the job. They continuously just come out and get the job done, Tony. So won their last seven games against the Titans. Um, really no injuries. Everyone's sort of back. Lin Yu, I think, might be back next week. He's really the only guy out of that squad that'll sort of go on into the finals. They're looking fresh, fit and fast. I think they'll be too much to handle for the Titans. All right, and the game, 7.35, it is the Dragons and Melbourne. Obviously, that'll be the moment that uh, people across the country turn their TVs from the Matildas just to see what's happening in this. I'm going to call it a blockbuster, Uh, the the Dragons. Obviously, Mm. not a lot to play for, and Storm still looking for that that, uh, top four spot. Yeah, they were good last week, weren't they, Melbourne? Yeah. Just sort of primed for the finals. They love this time of year, and you kind of think that, you know, Bellamy's kind of a little bit like the Bart Cummings, you know, he just gets them ready for September. So uh, yeah. they'll be looking to build on last week's performance. And, yeah, your boys, Tone, well, um, it had some nice moments. I watched that game up in Cairns against the Rabbits, but, um, yeah, way too many errors, you know, some really poor defensive reads, still really trying to search for some sort of identity, um, and I just don't think they'll find it, albeit at Wynn Stadium down in Wollongong this afternoon. Always more difficult down there, but I think the, the storm will roll through them. How was Cairns? It was, at, oh, it, was ex- it was such a good spot. I haven't been to Cairns what? in ages, Tony. You've been up there? Yeah, yeah, nice spot. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, nice part of the world. Connected you didn't have to do anything except, and, yeah, entertain. Oh, no, I had to spend some time with some of our um, corporate partners, our beloved yeah. corporate partners, and build some relationships, and I yeah, think I did work. that pretty well. Yeah, it's a tough gig. Someone's got to mm, Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I missed mm. you guys last week. How was the show? Yeah, no, no. It's always a little bit lesser with, without you, Ryan, as Thank you know. Thank you, Tony. Uh, all right, um, less bad. The St- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you have uh, a Super Saturday bold prediction? Uh, I, I do, and it's that oh. Cam Munster, um, his partner Bianca will have a boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay, I'm going to say then Bianca's going to have tw- twins. Twins? Munster twins, no, I could you imagine? I didn't even know they were pregnant. But, but, yeah, um, no, he, he may miss the game because uh, if he has to, you know, be there I'm going to come out with another bold prediction, Tone. What is it? Just because you're hoping he misses the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Bad intentions, Tony. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that the Tigers 
are going to put on a bit of a show <gasps> at Combank Stadium today and win by 18 plus. Wow, 18 plus. Well, is that it bold is enough perf- for you? I love it. The, well, the ground looks pristine. It's perfect conditions for fast, open footy here at Combank Stadium. Ryan Girdler, as ever, thank you so much. That is it for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast on listener Jimmy Graham and Ben Dobbin. We'll be back in the hot seat tomorrow. Bye for now. Listener.